So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley, your host today. Uh, and I just want to say thank you for joining. Um, the purpose of this podcast, I love saying that line. It's, it's when the P's roll off the tongue with the alliteration, it just brings me joy. The purpose of this podcast is to help you grow your business. And one of the ways that we help you grow your business is by helping you invest in yourself, helping you grow yourself, your mindset, your personal development. And I imagine we're gonna hit on a couple of those things today uh, with my guest, Adam Mason. Now I'm gonna tell you a little bit about Adam Mason here in just a minute. And you actually, you may already know Adam Mason. Um, but I wanna actually just pause because right now, as you're listening to this episode, some other really cool things have already happened. And I just want to tell you guys about them so you don't miss the next opportunity. So I've got this really awesome community on the Facebooks called the Six Figure Photography Mastermind Group. And it's just a free community uh, of, of my little corner of the internet uh, where I continue to show up uh, Monday through Friday producing video content and actually engage with you guys. And the neat thing about the Mastermind Group is right now you're listening to the podcast. And it's just you taking in the information. But in the mastermind group, it can become a two-way conversation. You can ask questions. And, and actually, right now, there's some other cool things about the group. Right now, um, I'm broadcasting a video of this podcast. So Adam and I are actually on Zoom. And we're actually broadcasting a behind-the-scenes recording of this podcast, uh, probably like a month in advance, maybe even two months in advance, for the mastermind members to be able to, to, to take in, to get early access to it. But not only that, but to actually see Adam's beautiful face, his beard, the setup. The, he's got this studio that is blowing my space out of the water. And I'd want to encourage you guys to join that. Uh, I think it'd be really cool. It's a free space. Uh, you can get access to it by going to Six Figure Photography, S-I-X, Six Figure Photography, not photographer, not photographers, Six Figure Photography, my friends, dot com forward slash mastermind. All right. And I look forward to seeing you guys 
there. All right, let, let's get into this. I got Adam Mason with me. And, and Adam Mason, the reason I say you may know him is because he is also a podcast host. He hosts the Bearded Tog podcast. I want to encourage you guys to go check out. If you're looking for more, if you've already di uh, digested all of my podcast episodes and you're like, I want more photography podcasts, go check out the Bearded Tog uh, podcast. Uh, let me tell you about Adam. Adam, uh, he exists to eliminate fear. I love this. I landed on his website and I was like, I gotta, I want to know more. What does Adam say about himself? And I landed on his website and, and, and it just says clear as day. I exist to eliminate fear. Uh, he's from a small town. He was raised by a single parent. He got kicked out of college. And now Adam runs a six figure photography business uh, without ads. Amen. Me too, my friend. No ads over here. Yes, I get excited about that. Uh, without thousands of followers and in a competitive market. He can do it. You can do it. We're going to be talking about your why. This is something that I love that Adam is, is he, um, you know, like sometimes I get people who come on the podcast and they're like, oh, this is what I want to talk about. And then I get another website and I'm like, I'm not seeing that idea represented. You know, some people may want to talk about how, oh, I don't know, I, I can't think of some random idea, but I guess when I, when Adam said, Ben, I want to talk about your why. I want to talk about a, like a, a purpose-driven business. And I want to talk about something that's deeper, that's bigger than just like, I take photographs of couples in love, you know, like I, and then I get on the site and it clearly says, I exist to eliminate fear. My why, my purpose is to eliminate fear, to drive it out. And, uh, and I just love seeing that stand right there on the website. So anyhow, I digress. Let's hear from Adam. You guys, welcome to the show, Adam Mason. How are you, man? Dude, I'm, uh, I'm doing pretty well, a little bit sunburned, but thanks for, for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. Tell me about your complexion. You know, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought about saying it. <laughs> are you one of the, I like, do you tan well, or is it just like all summer long? You are just crisping it up. Yeah, not at all. I, I mean, uh, it's full lobster all summer long and just uh, trying to find that line between getting darker, but not getting skin cancer in a few years. You know, that's yeah. that's, that's the line where I'm at. But uh, most of the time, my first burn is always the first warning. You know, yeah. right? Like, like you, you do something wrong and you're like, dang it, I was not a mature adult that wore sunscreen. And, uh, you know, it's it's rough. And I've started biking now. So it's like I, the, the tan lines are just very weird, you know? So yeah. it's, uh, yeah, that's just where we're at right now, Ben. <laughs> that's awesome. So I, um, this is probably TMI and that's cool. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty used to that. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, my wife and I, we have, um, we have th these two boys and they happen to be twins. We've got Alex and we've got Colton and, uh, and they're three years old and I can't keep clothes on these kids, man. I cannot keep clothes on my little boys. They are, dude, when I get them dressed, they run outside and just rip them off. They are, so so we have that going on. And I, I tan okay, Leslie tans okay. I don't know what was in our genes that was combined and, and, and you know, uh, like, uh, I'm not sure that there's like this odd little alchemy that happened and, and, and these two boys, they are just bronze. They are these little statues, but they are, they are head to toe set. There's no, like I've, their little booties are like the most tan little, it's the funniest thing. Anyhow, I, why am I talking about this? 
<laughs> it's my fault. I apologize for derailing it already. No, no, I think I'm pretty sure it was me. I'm pretty sure it was me. I any chance I get to talk about these little boys, I'm so proud of those kids. They're so hilarious. Anyhow, um, dude, so so I know that your backstory is a big part of your why. You yeah. know, as we're as we're getting into the why conversation, um, maybe we can kind of set this up a little bit because it's it's probably teed you up um to deliver the message that you have to deliver. Um, and so I know small town, single parent kicked out of college. Uh, I, I like, let's, let's get into that a little bit. So where, where is this small town? Yeah, I was, uh, born and raised in a, a small town in Southern Delaware. Um, you know, a town of like, you know, a few thousand people, single parent, you know, basically until, uh, till my teenage years. And yeah, you know, the kind of the MO for folks living in that area, people I went to high school with was, you know, not going to college, you know, picking up a trade, which is nothing wrong with trades and blue collar stuff. Uh, both my parents run, you know, kind of blue collar jobs. And um, that was kind of my vision, you know, was, okay, that's, that's what my life will be like. And, you know, during high school, I just had this, this motivation, you know, picked up guitar, you know, got to play a little bit and yeah. wasn't really didn't have any plans other than like playing in a cover band on weekends at the bar or something like that. And, you know, probably just picking up a trade, you know, um, I was really passionate about HVAC, uh, you know, heating and air conditioning. Um, <laughs> and, you know, through some connections, uh, and friends, I got a chance to audition for, uh, an award that this college in Pennsylvania gives out called the virtuoso award, where I would, you know, get a full ride scholarship if I won. And, so I was like, okay, cool, yeah, like, there's no chance I'll get this, you know, like, there's no yeah. chance the kid from Delaware is going to beat out, you know, most of the people in the country for, you know, a full tuition scholarship to a private college, uh, you know, in Pennsylvania. And so, you know, my mom and I, we drive up, and I audition, and uh, it doesn't go as well as I, you know, you would hope it would, but, uh, you know, wrote this original song, you know, played it, and they do, like, kind of an interview process with you, and I just assumed that, you know, nothing was going to happen. I was like, Oh, that was, that was cool. Like, at least we got to audition. We got invited, you know, yeah. um, went back home, finishing up a senior year of high school. And, uh, I get a call from, from the school, from the director of music and basically says, Hey Adam, like you got it. And I was like, what are you real? Like, why, what was there? Nobody else, you know, like what happened here? Was there, did everybody, you know, get, uh, locked in their car or something like that? And <laughs> yeah, like I, an imposter syndrome starts coming oh, up for you. Yeah. A hundred percent. I was just like, how, you know, and, and it's obvious, you know, my, my best friend jokes to me that my, the chips on my shoulder are very obvious, but I, yeah, I just didn't know, um, that I would have that chance. And so, yeah, ended up going to school for, uh, about two years, but again, you know, not planning on going to college, not knowing anybody who went to college, I was a fish out of water, man. And, um, it just eventually things were not gelling as they should. And I was still figuring things out and didn't have kind of the, you know, and again, you're, you're 18, 19 years old and you're away from home and um, yeah, not aligned with the school's values at all. So I ended up getting kicked out of college and was kind of like, Oh man, I have no idea what to do. And I was always interested in, you know, technology, especially as a musician. Like if you want to be a musician today, you're not just a guitarist or a drummer or a bassist. You also are into recording and computers. Mm, and that's the yeah. same thing with photography now. Like, you know, our relationship with the cameras, sadly, you know, also a relationship with the computer. And um, so I already kind of got that. And I um, I was working at with Apple at the time, you know, as a specialist, you know, teaching old ladies how to use Safari uh, at a local Apple store. And at that time, you know, Apple was really 
great place to, you know, foster creativity and inspiration. And so I came in kind of, they hired employees based on their crafts. And so you'd have professional photographers who worked at Apple as a part-time job, you know, just for the discount or just for fun or just to meet people. And it was incredible. So I got to kind of pick brains of photographers really early on without even having any knowledge or even a camera. And, um, through all that, I really got interested and saved up for my first camera, uh, ended up taking an internship to do humanitarian work in Eastern Europe. Yeah. And uh, the main missionary contact there was a photographer, and he spoke the language of the people, and he took photos of people for their first time ever. You know, they'd mm. never had their photo taken. They didn't own mirrors. And he got to show them, you know, how he saw them. And that was with value, and that was with purpose, and that was that they mattered. And that was super powerful to me. And I said, okay, yeah, like that's something I want to do, even if it's a hobby, you know, even if it's sure. just fun. And yeah, that was probably, you know, I was 19 or 20 and I have an addictive personality. So I came home from the internship, you know, pursued all the podcasts, which back in the day, there weren't many. It was like Mark Wallace, Adorama TV, on oh, YouTube, yeah. all kinds of stuff on my iPod classic and, you know, perused all the education I possibly could. And then, you know, through music, I ended up touring with a band, you know, filling in on guitar for a band out of Massachusetts and just took my camera and got to shoot every day and shoot in uh, challenging situations. Like if you know anything about metal music, the stage is not well lit. It's not like Rascal Flatts, you know, I have no 400 um, and, you know, the lights are changing, guys are moving, it's sweaty, it's dark, it's, uh, it's very challenging, but it was so educational and I had access because I was, you know, already in a, one of the bands. And so that was really, really cool to shoot every day and to get some really good time with my camera. Um, and I was excited about it. It was free. And, uh, it was one of those things where I was passionate and, um, later on, you know, it just, it starts happening, right? Like the tour manager of a certain band gets, is getting married and they say, Adam, like, we loved your shots of this band. Would you come shoot our wedding? And I was like, uh, weddings don't sound as cool as heavy metal shows, you know? <laughs> and yeah, eventually I decided to do it. And, eventually you know if you want to do a good job and both my parents are entrepreneurs and so it like really kind of just picked up and eventually it was like go back to college and now photography's paying the bills you know like i didn't want to get a, a real job and yeah i kind of kept taking off from there moved to dc get a a full-time gig you know working for a large church um for two years doing media and consulting and stuff like that and eventually decided to go full-time and risk it. Um, I didn't know at the time that DC was like 20,000 wedding photographers in the DC yeah. area. And, uh, you know, very competitive, very like cutthroat. And yeah, we kept trying and it's been working out ever since. So that's about six years ago, we went full-time and every year, lots of growth. We now have two other wedding photographers on the team, Rob and Corinne, uh, who are awesome. And it's just been a, a huge blessing. And all that to say are, our, finding our why and getting clarity on that, you know, a few years ago has really helped us have that, that point to where we're not just another wedding vendor, you know, mm -hmm. we're coming in and, and we're usually couples, you know, most expensive vendor or their most, their favorite vendors, especially during times of COVID, all the emails we get say, Adam, you're our favorite vendor. When are you available for rescheduling? Like we don't care about anything else. And yeah. that it's so much more fun and it takes away all the sales stuff away. So I have all kinds of questions. Yeah, sorry. That was a long answer. <laughs> You're great. You're beautiful. I love it. Well, so I'm just curious. Maybe this is getting ahead. Maybe I'm pulling the cart before the horse here. But when, yeah. when people contact you and they say, You're our favorite vendor, like, listen, what's your availability? We'll, we'll find some dates around that. Yeah. Why do you think that is? 
Mm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, having clarity, I think, for us is there are couples that, at least for us um, in D.C., who they want something different, you know, and for us, that's oftentimes LGBTQ or even for myself, like a lot of my grooms are overweight and bearded, you know, right? Like we just have a type. And um, but when they Google wedding photography, those people groups or especially people of color or interracial couples, they don't see themselves yet. You know, the, the industry is not full of, you know, diversity in those kinds of ways. Uh, you know, it's pretty much like Barbie and Ken, you know, kind of stuff, which is fine. And especially in D.C., that that is the norm. You know, it's kind of this, like, granite. Uh, my couples always say, like, I like your work because we can see the skies. You know, whereas <laughs> there's a lot of styles where that's just not the case. And, um, and then I think, too, there's the deeper connection, you know, where couples see that this is not just, you know, about photography for us, but about eliminating fear, creating connection, helping people become fulfilled. And for us to try and do that through a, you know, what could be a really stressful day for a lot of them, um, you know, I think they see that and that that clicks with them. And um, it's it's been really, really cool. It's such a, it's a weird thing to have couples that are like, yeah, I've been following you for two years, waiting to get engaged and we love you. Um, Again, I, I, I always see that, that guy from a small town, single parent kicked out of college and say, why would anybody want us? And what I found and as I've taught, you know, other some photographers and mentees and workshops and stuff like that is that uh, our clients have felt that way as well, you know, and there are clients out there who are looking for um, somebody that can help them feel, you know, like they belong and that they matter and that there isn't a place for fear. And uh, and now that we've honed in on that, man, it's been it's been awesome, man. It's been so much more fun. Yeah. So. Uh... What I heard you say right there is interesting. So you said that you're discovering that you're attracting clients who essentially they, they almost like they, and this is what I, this is what I heard. You, yeah, yeah. you correct me if I'm wrong. They, um, they see that you've kind of been in their shoes is, mm. is what I heard you say that like you, uh, you've been in uh, similar situations yeah. that you've overcame and that you seem to be attracting people, like you said, that are that are very similar, not only in appearance, but also maybe in in and and um, mindset. Is that is yeah. that accurate? Or hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk on that a little bit more. Um, when you say I exist to eliminate fear, you know, you go to a lot of wedding photography websites. Yeah. <laughs> Very few of them stay. I exist to eliminate fear. Yeah. So, so, so tell me more like about that and how that connects to what you do within photography. Yeah, absolutely. So with eliminating fear, I always like to start backwards. And so, you know, when it comes to actually photographing somebody, right, you know, most of my couples, almost all of them say, you know, we're a little bit nervous about being in front of the camera or we're not sure about this, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I always tell them, I say, every photo you've seen on my site was a couple that felt just like you was a couple that has never modeled, never been in front of the camera, was nervous, had, you know, parent issues, had stress issues, had anxiety, you know, whatever. And we crushed that. And at least when it came to our relationship, we were able to get photos that looked and felt like them. And that's the truest goal of eliminating fear, I think, is when somebody doesn't have any fear, right? You know, when you get that photo of somebody laughing in an authentic way, you know, if you're on the photographer side, that is, that brings me the most joy because that person's being their truest self. And I think with fear, if fear is present, you can't be your truest self. And so if my goal is to take away fear and have couples be photographed in the way that looks and feels like them, 
versus trying to make them look like somebody else. You know, one of our statements at Miss Photography is our couples don't fit in a box and we never expect them to. And, mm. you know, that's that's been our big thing. And outside of that, one of those things, too, I think is, um, you know, eliminating fear comes from just getting to know people. Right. The lack of knowledge usually is an implication of fear uh, or where fear starts. And so for us, what we found is that I get to kind of be, you know, or at least Mace Photography gets to kind of be an ambassador for people who might not ever get to go. We've talked about, uh, you know, Indian weddings or Southeast Asian weddings before. They might never get to go. You know, a lot of our friends or people who uh, I grew up with have never been to an Indian wedding or experienced a, uh, you know, a Sangeet or, uh, you know, the groom coming down on the horse or anything like that or a Jewish yeah. wedding, ketubas, et cetera, or have any friends who are in the LGBTQ community. And what I've found is that, you know, us shooting them and sharing and treating people who are in marginalized communities or feel left out or feel rejected uh, like good people and how they should feel and treating them with, you know, grace, kindness and honor uh, in our brand. We've been able to kind of, you know, say, hey, like, these are my people. These are my friends. These are my community. And, you know, give them the OK, essentially. You know, and I think that's the idea is like we can vouch for our community and that's the idea of like if there's less fear there, that's my goal is to is to kind of like be an ambassador. I think about, you know, again, my small town or my parents and and saying like, hey, well, your perspective is X, Y, Z because you've never met any people like this, you know, and I can say my, you know, my photography and my business, it's a passport into the places and lives that I would never normally get to go but I get to, you know, both social, economic, all that kind of stuff. And now I can share that backwards and say, Hey, this is incredible. Love is love. These people matter. These things matter. And, you know, try to drive out that fear of the unknown. And, uh, so all that to say, and that's, that might sound really big and kind of preachy, but that's, that's really my goal, you know, to come in on wedding day and say, what do I want the world to know about these people in their most authentic way? And how is that going to relate? And so it's kind of crazy, right? You know, because there are some days when I'm lazy, man, and I just want to come in and take some pretty photos. And yeah. uh, I have to remind myself that this is this is bigger than that. And like, what do I want my legacy to be um, and how to do that? And so, so far, you know, the last few years as we dialed that in and, and made our website, right? Everybody goes to our website and they're like, Adam, your website's black. And I was like, we're just doing something different. You know, which, it sounds so silly, but like, most wedding photographer sites are white and beautiful and wonderful. And, uh, you know, my favorite color is black, but I, I wanted to, you got some metal in you. Still. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Some like, metal in your website. <laughs> yeah. Like we can, uh, we can riff all day, but it's, um, yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where I wanted to try something different and wanted to, you know, kind of break some of the traditional boundaries, um, that happens with this and you know obviously you know our conversion rate is not 100 percent by any means uh, but what we have found is that you know there are couples that are looking for us and when they don't find us or they don't get to work with us they they have a, a subpar experience to where um they might be happy with the photos they might be happy with the experience but you know their fear wasn't eliminated and so for us that's like our our big thing and uh, obviously and it's been really really cool and then again like now all of our clients are friends like i always say that my my sub goal is for you know moms to invite us to thanksgiving that's when i know we've done a good job um yeah. and so it's um 
Yeah, that was a really long answer, but that's our, you know, kind of our, our big drive, you know, and I think if, if I can be an ambassador and, you know, as I am curious naturally and share and want to find out more about people and lifestyles and things that I don't know, I have a, an addiction to self-awareness. Uh, most of my clients are like that, and I think I want to share their stories as well and um, and, and not speak for them by any means, but, um, you know, give perspective, offer perspective, yeah. you know, I think, where there might not be perspective. Yeah. All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S-T-O, Gusto. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982, and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, this is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, they make like, like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work, but Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, the really cool thing too is everything is online, like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. You guys, let gusto wear one of your many hats uh it gets better because for you podcast listeners you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo that's gusto.com g-u-s-t-o forward slash photo do you remember when you started your photography business, like it was no small feat. It took late nights. It took early mornings. It took the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, you've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things a little bit easier? Uh, our friends at FreshBooks, they have the solution. So FreshBooks is invoicing and accounting software, and it is designed specifically for small business owners, not like massive shops, small business owners. It is simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized. Uh, well, then... Uh, for me, it's, it's like the bottom drawer of like my Ikea furniture, but maybe you're like the shoebox kind of person with the crumbled receipts. Either way, with FreshBooks, you create and send professional looking invoices in like 30 seconds tops, and then you get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. File expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time, which is my biggest downfall is that organization for tax time. And here's the best part. With FreshBooks, it grows 
alongside your business, so you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. So join the 24 million people who have used FreshBooks. There's a 30-day free trial. There's no catch. There's no credit card required. 30 days free. Go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography. Freshbooks.com forward slash photography and enter six-figure photography. And how did you hear about us? That's the little section there. How did you hear about us? Six-figure photography. You guys, at this point, let's hop back to the show. When you were uh, when you were sharing about the the authenticity that comes through from another human when the when the fear has been removed, yeah. even just maybe for a moment, like you 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 kind of break through and you see the person as they are. It, it reminded me of this visual. Um, two years ago, I went through this awesome process of getting trained as a transformational coach. Mm-hmm. And um, I've, I've shared a, a few other times. So my wife and I, we were coached for a long time and, and we had such an impact from it that we uh, wanted to get trained as, as coaches. And it's been something that I've really incorporated into, into my own work. But I, in one of the trainings, it was kind of like a, is this one of those exercises? It was, it was more of like an, uh, an experience, you know, there's, there's so much reading and lecturing and writing and, and, and actually like implementation. Yeah. But one of the things that we did was we took a break and we went out to this, one of those, um, like rope courses, you know what I mean? Like, and <laughs> yeah. so I'm in, you know, you know what I'm talking about? I'm out in California. I'm in Santa Rosa, California. And, um, and just the very first thing we did, it was so simple. It was like, it was, the, it was the easiest thing, um, was we did a trust fall and, but it was a trust fall that, uh, you end up doing it. Maybe it was like, uh, I'm trying to think of the maybe five feet high or something. There, there's some sort of like um, uh, height that like as soon as you reach that height, any higher, it's going to give you the same response. Sure. Any, you know yeah. what I mean? But if you go lower, it's going to feel a little safer. But like once you get to like five feet, there's like, okay, I'm going to get seriously hurt. if You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, and and I, I'm sharing this because, you know, everyone's down there catching, you know, the, the person and it, you're standing backwards and, and, and it is, it's scary. Like there's this, this, all the fears welling up in you and you go through these, these, these four commands, you know, like for myself, I would say, you know, team, are you ready? And then the team would say, Hey, Ben, we're ready. And then the next command I would say is Ben is falling. And then they would all say fall on Ben. And it's like this double check of, of commands. Right. Yeah. It's actually, I say that because it's something that I do with my kids. Now I'll, I'll have to share maybe about that in another time, but I remember seeing person after person, I remember catching them and as they fell and they, and they just landed in this, uh, in essentially into our arms, uh, you know, we're holding this, this kind of tarp thing as they fell immediately the expression on their face when the fear was eliminated and they were caught they were they were supported they were upheld this like this joy this laughter this like overwhelming authenticity would just like burst out of them and we would just hold them actually uh in that in that moment for like five minutes and you could actually see the it would start with this joy and laughter and then it would transition to just like this calmness and this like this smile you know and they were just instructed hey just like just just lay there yeah. with eyes closed and just like just be present in that and i just remember looking at these people looking at their faces 
and seeing like you just described fear limited and the most authentic version of themselves. Uh, if, does that connect? Does that make sense? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, after doing that, bro, like, don't you want everybody to feel that way? Right. Cause that, oh, that yeah. five minutes, you know, after that, it, you know, fear creeps in, right. Or life creeps in or habits mm-hmm. or lack of sleep or arguments or perspective or whatever. And but yeah, that feeling when somebody can be themselves, right? Like one example I always think about is, especially this is bigger back in the day with on Mac, everybody had photo booth, right? We'd always take selfies before that. Oh iPhone yeah. Um, yes, real quick on that note, y'all right now, when you go home, go back to your Mac. If you have an old one that's sitting under the bed or whatever, open that thing back up and go and, and click on that photo booth app and see what pictures are in there from like 10 years ago. It's a great, I do this sometimes. Like I'll go on and I'll just, I'm like, what was I doing? You know, back in like 2005, uh, see what exists on that Mac in your little photo booth pictures. Cause I promise you there's probably pictures of you or your friends or your family on the photo booth app that you've totally forgotten. Okay, sorry, Adam, I just needed to give people that little gem. I hope it yeah. blesses somebody. No, absolutely, man. It's, um, but you always see, you know, at least the big thing in college and you see this too, um, I always call this the, the like hiding face. When you see people's photos, they always go like this. They're always, and if you can't, if you're listening, it's kind of like a person who's like overly happy and they're like, yeah, right. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I always think about that and I look at that and I used to do that. And what I realized, at least for me anecdotally, and then I, as I've done more research and learned more about people and, and even asked my clients with their permission is that's a coping mechanism for vulnerability. And what they're doing, you know, coping mechanisms, mechanisms are implied when people have fear. And so, so many people, you know, their first photo, that's what they would do, or that's what they would feel when they were, when they felt awkward, that's what they would execute having a photo like that. And so that really helped clue me in to, I'll just straight up tell them, be like, Hey, you don't have to make that face if you don't want to, you're beautiful and wonderfully made just as much as you are right now. Like what do you, you know, how can I help you, you know, cultivate, you know, something that's going to feel different, you know, and give them the confidence that they're okay. Right. Like in that trust fall, man, people, you've just felt you're confident AF right now, you know, like after you've done that and little by little, if I can just help people feel more comfortable in front of the camera. And then hopefully I always tell them, I say, well, you, what you learn here, guys, you'll use for the rest of their lives from the first pose we do from the effect that we're, you know, hopefully we have on you. And uh, I think that matters. And hopefully that translates to, you know, moms that are a little bit insecure and want to show off to their friends and say, hey, your baby girl just got married and that's all that matters. You know, like their relationship is all that matters, their future, their destiny, their legacy. That's all that matters versus a mom, you know, caring about a flower being in the wrong spot or something like that. Like, hey, that's fear. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. We don't have time for that on wedding day. Or when a mom asks me to Photoshop her a little bit to make her skinnier or whatever, I always say like, hey, there's no place for fear on wedding day. You look great you know, which, uh, is, is risky, right? Cause usually parents are paying the bill, right? So let's just have this bearded dude tell her, Hey, you know, but, um, I think fear is one of those things too, where, you know, as a dad, and I, I don't have this experience yet, but, um, sometimes you got to call it out, you know, in a, in a gentle way. And sometimes you got to call it out in a tough way and just be like, Hey, fear, get out of here, get out of here. You know, like a, a raccoon that's not welcome at the time, or like a, you know, a cat digging into your trash, you know, just like, Hey, it's not your place right now. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, man, it's, uh, I don't know. We could talk about that all day though. Trust fall yeah. thing is so cool. <laughs> oh, man. and I want to go, I want to do it. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to do some trust falls with my kids when I go home. <laughs> They're not going to catch me just to be clear. <laughs> the next, uh, like the when photography workshops are, happen again and it's like, 
you know, it's, it's okay. It's safe. You know, everything is cool, whatever, whenever and whatever that is. Uh, I mean, it, it's a good experience for people to like feel that boldness, right? Cause you've mentored so many photographers, like how many photographers fear holds them back from that first step, man. And you're like, sure. you try to tell them guys, this will work, right? Like I've seen you in your, you know, your, your, your mock client meetings or even your real client meetings. And you're so excited. So, you know, advantageous, so pumped up for them. And so many photographers who could be like that, if it's not in your personality, then, you know, obviously find a different way, but there's so many photographers that are like, that's how excited I am about weddings, but they don't show it. And man, mm -hmm. if you don't show it, if you don't have that conviction, then nobody's going to believe you. And if they don't believe you, they don't trust you. And people buy from brands they know, like, and trust. And so if they well, are, wonder... you know, I'm curious how, what, you know, the similarities that you described there in regards to you and me, and I'm curious if there's something that's there that others are lacking. And what I mean is this, I think one of the things that you're getting exciting about, excited about in those consultations and in that new experience is not, Hey, I love weddings and we're going to take pictures. And yeah. that is not what I'm, what I'm passionate about in the meetings, like the, the overwhelming sense of like, um, I don't know if it's like, uh, joy or, or, or like, um, I'm just in it. Like I'm just really present. And yeah. I'm so bad. Have you ever been watching a movie that you are so mesmerized by? Like, that's how I feel during a consultation. I'm like just so presently in it and engaged yeah. that, um, it has nothing to do with weddings it has nothing to do with photography that that's not where it's coming from. Yeah, it is. It is this, this attention and joy and like possibility that I see for connection that like that I get to somehow bring greater connection to these two people and I don't have to wait for it. And I imagine the same thing is true for you, my friend. It's like, you're, you're not waiting to conquer fear when you show up on a wedding to, to photograph, you actually get to help people eliminate fear in, and I don't know if this is true of you, but my guess is in the meeting, in the consultation, in the phone yeah. call. Like for me, like I'm not waiting, I'm not even waiting until they give me money. Like I am going to, I'm going to be someone who is going to bring connection into your life, whether you hire me or not on yeah. this phone call, in this meeting, in this consultation, I'm not going to wait for you to give me money before I start giving a shit about you. I'm all, all my shits are given right now. I'm 100% all the F's all in. <laughs> right. And if you go and you go hire somebody else, Hey, listen, I, I, I get to sleep at night knowing that I, that I, that I did something. Yeah. Does that, does that connect with you? Are you waiting? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. One of my things, uh, one of the things my, my mentor, Robert J. Hill always says, and he helped me get a lot. Oh, of I love him. He's a good dude. He's so good. He, uh, another bearded guy. Uh, Ben, you got to get a beard, man. Um, <laughs> bro, I can't grow a beard. Usually I am baby. Like I just, I can't do it, man. I, I, I'll work on it though. I'll see what happens. But he, uh, one of the things he always says is like in the client meeting, he's, it's kind of morbid, but he always says like, what would you tell these people? You know, what, what do you want to leave them with if you knew that after the call, they would get hit by a bus, which sounds kind of morbid, but he's like, what do you want to tell them? What do you want to say? What, what matters in the school of wedding things, you know, uh, in this purpose with them? And um, yeah, I'm 100% with you, man. Like that's the, the biggest, the most fun thing. And it's, it sounds kind of savage, but like when a client, you know, just functionally they love you, uh, but functionally they can't afford you, right? You know, they just have to go somewhere. Oh, yeah. But then they hire somebody and they email you and they're just like, I just wanted to let you know the effect you had on us, you know, even in our meeting. And I'm like, yeah, like that's, that's how we go. And at some level, 
you know, especially with you and I, I feel like it can feel like a very intense first date for them. You know, like, we're just like, hey, what color hair are our kids going to have? You know, but like, we're very excited, you know, and by the nature of what we're doing. And I think that's the ultimate goal, too, is like, you know, it, it doesn't feel like work anymore when you, you know, you're pursuing what you feel called to or what brings you fulfillment. And I think, Ben, for you, like even you taking transformational coaching, like I always say, like if you weren't a photographer, you would still be executing your life's mission in a different, you know, just through a different lens. Like I always say, if I built benches, if I served coffee at Starbucks or if I worked in an office, I would still be trying to eliminate fear, create connection, help people become fulfilled. Photography is just the avenue of which I get to do that. And it's just really fun and it's visual, but like Ben would still be speaking into people's lives, like pushing them, trust falling all over the place. And, you know, like, because that's something that we now we now know and we want for other people. So yeah, man. Yeah. It's um you may have heard me talk about this in the mastermind group, but it's it's leading life with the um with the B first. And and can I riff on this for just a hot second? Yeah. I don't okay. So it's most people they they live their life with their do first. So it's like, so what do you do? You know, I even I remember walking around WPPI this last year, and I just remember so many people walking around with a shirt that said, "I am a photographer." Oh, good, I love it. It's great. No, no bad on that, right? But like the identity is, I'm a photographer. The identity is, I'm a bench maker. The identity is, I well, I'm a Starbucks employee. The identity is, I'm a mom. The identity is, well, I'm I'm a I'm a husband. I'm a, you know whatever. Yeah. And so it's like, what I do in this life. Well, well, that will direct me to, or, or provide what I have, right? How, what I do and how well I do it. Like I'm a really talented photographer and I've got all these likes and I got all these followers and I charge $10,000 or what I'm really good at it. And this means that I get, I get to have all these things. I get to have a home. I get to have a studio. I get to have this great podcast. I get to have listeners, people who follow me, right? So what I do and how well I do it will direct me to what I have in this life. And then that tells me who I am. That gives me my B. It goes do at the top, have B. What I do, how well I do it will provide me with what I have in this world. World. And that then says, hey, I'm successful. Hey, man, I'm, I'm really talented. Hey, I, I made it, right? I'm enough. Mm. Well, instead, I think what you're getting at here, Mason, I like calling you by your last name. Oh, that's my least favorite Hartley. thing. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I like uh, bringing it out because it's really funny. I'll stick with, uh, yeah, I'll stick with that. Adam, so, first name in the Bible after God, bro. Hey, there it is. Adam. So, so what you just described is, or what you called out is that you live life with your be first, who you are. You are someone who eliminates fear. You are creative. You are compassionate. You, uh, you are joyful. You know, we can go on. You are empathetic. I'm, I'm yeah. hearing so much empathy in you and in who you are. Well, that that directs how you express yourself, right? It's like, well, I choose to express myself currently hosting a podcast and being a photographer. That's how I'm currently expressing all those components of me because I know who I am. And so I'm going to express myself in this way. So it goes be and who, who I, who, what my being is, is what I do. And then the really cool thing is that directs what I have. Right. And, and, and now what you have, maybe what you have is uh, you have, kids that that know that their dad loves them maybe what you have is friends that that are faithful maybe what you have sure is 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 a is a great business and a successful one you know i do find in life that the uh that your income is in direct correlation to how well you serve your people it's like how well you give how much you give so maybe that is what you maybe you do have that financial blessing maybe what you have is that you actually effing like yourself yeah 
totally because you just know who you are and you get to express who you are in that in that, in, in that way and so you had this so so again instead of going do have be i think what you and i have discovered in this life is that it's it's my be first yeah. then my do then have be do have anyhow that's i i uh i love i love kind of opening up that that kind of awareness that you just pegged I love it, man. It's it's one of those things too. And, and so many people listening, especially as we educate photographers who are new or maybe people who aren't even full-time yet, right? Like the, the fear is keeping them from taking that step, right? But it's one of those things where I want to let people know, and I think you feel this way as well, is that like the whole, you know, the idea of starting with B first, right, is your value as a person is not determined by your efforts of what you do period. You know, like my value is not the quality of my podcast. My value is not the quality of my photos or the money, vice versa for you, right? Like the value is set of who you, you're already a person. Boom. One one in 400 trillion chance of being a human. You could have been a tree, right? As Gary Vaynerchuk says, like, and you got to be a human. You already have value, period. You got a soul, you got a mind, you already have value. And then everything else, like we said, expresses, drips out of that, you know, and it's one of those things too, where it's like people, especially at conferences, right? Especially WPPI and the conferences, they want their value. You know, we know those people and, and I've been there. I've been on the one side where, you know, I've gone to a workshop and I've met people that have a K in their Instagram following. And I'm like, oh man, I'm like, this is so cool. Like this person is really cool. You got uh, a K. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and then there's people who don't and they are just as cool and their value is incredible. And, you know, I think for me on my podcast, like my goal is always to find like the gems, the hidden gems who aren't getting enough attention. Um, you know, and like your value is just not determined by the amount of followers you have or the quality of your photos or whatever. Like, at least for me, my goal, and I think in our business too, we talk about this with the, the team, our goal is we don't want to create photographer or we don't want to create photos that impress other photographers, which it took a long time. You know, it took a long time to not be oriented in that way. And obviously we always want to get better. We want to be adjudicated. We want to have critique. We want to get our portfolios going well. Um, but we wanted to make photos that our couples felt like they saw themselves in and gave them that value and started with that B and said, hey, no matter what this photo looks like, you're still valuable. And that's what we believe. And then when you have that, you're no longer thinking about, you know, how do you look good in the image? You say, no, I am good. And this image reflects that, you know, I do have value and this image reflects that. And so, yeah, I, uh, man, we could just go forever. I'm, I love it, man. Yeah. But B first, your value is already there. And like, if you've got to work a part-time job while you're building your photography business, you have the same amount of value as when you go to shoot a hundred weddings in a year. You have the same value because you're you and you're trying to build and better yourself. So that's all you could ever ask for. It's wild. <laughs> Dude, uh, so, you know, we, we've just been, I, I love this because listen, this is what I love about the podcast is I just get to talk with people that I like and 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 ask curious questions that, that get me excited. And and so we've been riffing here and and I love it. And I hope, I hope that there's been a ton of value that people have, have pulled from this um if you were to help someone to discover what their why might be right like if you exist to eliminate con uh, a fear and and if mine is um to, to create connection yeah how, how do you how do you how might somebody really uh maybe early steps um to begin the process of discovering what their why might be apart from like hey i like photography maybe yeah. and is that okay 
Yeah. I mean, uh, at the beginning, I think photography is going, photography might clue you into the expression, like we mentioned, of whatever your why is. And so, and that's totally fine. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the Facebook groups. Welcome to the podcast. We've got a community here. And at least for Ben and I, I know that we want it to be a positive place. Like, there's too much going on in the world for us to be negative or whatever. Like, you're welcome here at any level. And we want to help you, one, in that photography thing, but also because that photography has just helped us. And so when it comes to, you know, starting out with finding your why, I would, it, you know, it's easy, easier if you've had a few clients, a few weddings and, you know, or a few gigs, even if you're not a wedding photographer and just asking yourself like, you know, which ones were your favorite and why were they your favorite? Were they your favorite because you made pretty images, your prettiest images, or were they your favorite because of the connection you had with the couple, you know, or the venue or how it felt to be on that wedding day, maybe they appreciated you more, maybe there's more communication, use those clues, you know, maybe pick two or three, use those as clues to like, okay, what do you like? What are you into? And then both in clients and just in the world, what do you not like? What do you hate? What riles you up? What gets you pissed off, right? And, you know, for me, what pissed me off was fear, was people making fear-based judgments towards other people. What pissed me off was people who have, a, you know, I had tons of clients, even brides of mine who are like, I would love to be a pastry chef, you know, professional pastry chef, the chef. And I always say like, why the hell aren't you doing that? Like, you know, and again, as my perspective, right? Single, small town, single parent, kicked out of college. If this fat bearded guy can do it, my confidence is going to be that you, you can make it happen. And um, so think about what you don't like in the world. And so for fear, right? Like we were just trying to make sure that people knew that they could take that first step. And so I think thinking about like what riles you up, what do you want to eliminate in the world? And so for a lot of my mentees, you know, that we're going through this and they always talk about how, you know, some of them say I was left out or I want to give back, you know, so like I always talk about John Mansfield, Mansfield, one of my mentees, he gives 15% of all of his revenue to charitable causes. I'm like, bro, push that, advertise that, share that. Like people want to buy ethically during this time, right? You think about like Whole Foods and Rothy Shoes and all this stuff, like push that. But let's dive deep into why that matters. You know, let's dive deep into the journey of you becoming more self-aware as a, you know, and I'm sharing his story, you know, with permission, but as a, you know, conservative Christian growing up in Texas, who has a heart though for all people who might feel rejected. I'm like, bro, share that, talk about that. Your honesty in that uh, is going to be helpful. And so I think too, it's just trying to push people in a direction that they already feel like they're going, but you know, I think you have to feel it first. And then you just, the work of describing that and getting the language around it, that's the hardest part. You know, it it took me two years to come up with eliminating fear which sounds so stupid and that's and that and that's pretty that's fast (laughs) (laughs) right exactly yeah wow only took you two years tease man (laughs) (laughs) exactly like what do i want to do you know and uh you'll always feel it right it's it is that thing that that just you know and i'm an eight on the enneagram right so i'm just you know i'm ready to fight for anybody anybody and anything i believe in um but in a good way i'm loyal you know i protect the people around me Mm -hmm. and it's um yeah it's just one of those things where it's like yeah you have to find and articulate the feelings behind it, you know? And, um, the last example I'll give one of my mentees, she is really passionate about like cosplay weddings and fandom and nerddom weddings, uh, which is a world I know nothing about, right? Like the biggest thing I've ever gotten close to that is like a bride having like a star Wars, you know, thing on their cake. Right. Like, which is, which is cool, which is super I photo- cool. 
I once photographed a Zelda themed wedding, fake ears and all. Yeah, but keep going. That's another oh, story for the time. Yeah. Listen, let's hop on the let's hop on the uh, phone call after this. We'll, we'll just swap stories for a little bit. But please keep telling. Tell me more about this. No, absolutely. And I, I just basically told her. I, I said uh, I was like, hey, we're gonna work on finding your why, but we know that that's your heart and that's where you want and you know that that crowd is like who you want to serve. And I said, those people are out there. And they are looking for you as their wedding photographer. Those people are getting married. They're looking for you to give them value and to show that they matter through photos. And now you just got to help them find you. You know, that's just the process. And um, it's a, it's really cool to watch the light bulb work. You know, I, I get texts from mentees all the time, as I'm sure you do, where they're like, Adam, this bride's been following my work for, for six months. And they say she loves me. Or she literally fed back the things that I wrote on my site that I was nervous to write. I had fear. I was scared to write. I was scared to take away the idea of documenting couples in love and go with what my passions are, but she fed them all back to me and they bought my biggest package. And I'm like, bam, you didn't even have to sell. You didn't have to sell because it was true to you, right? You know, yeah. it'd be really hard for me to sell, you know, women's leggings. Like I could tell you that they look cool and they're very popular. I know nothing <laughs> though. I cannot sell you on them because they're not true to me. But if I can sell you on the elimination of fear and being your truest self in your photos, the idea that you can make it happen on yourself, you know, when it comes to being owning your own business and creating connection. I love to connect Ben to other people, other photographers. I've always been a connector. Let's all sit at the same lunch table. Uh, you know, let's build a bigger table. That's me. And that's my mission, man. And it's, uh, it feels so good to be into that. And I just want to invite people into that. Yeah, dude. So where can people get into that? Like, where can people find? <laughs> By the way, this is. Been, I've loved this conversation with you, my friend. Like, I just want to. I want to. I want to hang out. I'm in. I'm in Delaware also, but I'm in Delaware, Ohio, which is a very <laughs> small town in Ohio. It's probably like, I don't know, populated. It's probably got maybe fifteen thousand people in it. I'd have to go look. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, <laughs> it's. It's happened to know. I'm still in a small town, but um, dude. So where can where can people find you? Where can they hear more of your message? Where can they uh, indulge in your podcast? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So the first place to start would be thebeardedtalk.com or wherever you're listening to this right now, you know, just go search for the Bearded Talk podcast and your podcast player. Um, that's the place where, you know, our Facebook groups similar to Ben, of course, we love Facebook groups, free live workshops. Uh, and honestly, I'm a big fan of mentorship just in general. You know, there's people I reach out to, my own heroes, and I just say, hey, you're really good at this. Do you do mentorship? Offer to pay them, and then ask to learn that thing. You know, I'm a huge fan of that. That kind of like discipleship model, where I'm like, okay, I have you know Jordan Voth's detail, you know, styling in my brain. You know, I have Rebecca Yale's you know flat lay styling in my my bag, and then another you know my mentees are like, oh, I have Adam Mason's reception in my bag, you know, or Adam Mason's why in my bag. Um, you're just gathering tools, you know. So I'm a big fan of mentorship, and, and that can all be found through thebeardotalk.com, man. Awesome. Dude, yeah. thank you, man. Thank you for being here. Anytime. I love really it. appreciate you. Yeah, dude. Thank you again. You guys, um, please go check out the Bearded Talk podcast uh, and, and get in on the Mastermind group. And and there's a video of this podcast episode in, in the Mastermind group. If you actually just search Adam Mason uh, in the group or you search Bearded Talk podcast in the Mastermind group, you'll find a video of this uh, episode. And I think that, that, I don't know, I think it was kind of fun. I think we have, uh, I think maybe even in the storytelling, there, there, there may be some, some fun things that are worth watching, you know, or if, if this, if this resonated, if there are certain parts of it that resonate with you, you're like, yes, that connected. And you want to go back and you want to, to like almost ingrain it even deeper, you know, into your, into your being, into your mind. 
and uh, and you want to take it back in, go back and watch that video. And I'd love for you even to comment, engage, you can tag Adam in that video as well. Uh, feel free to ask him a question there and, and we'll get into it as well. So you guys, thank you again for listening. Thank you for being here, a part of this community. And we will see you in the next episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. Bye, everyone.